You're listening to Hannah's Happy Hour on freshair.radio. It's Saturday, it's 3pm, so grab a cup of tea, kick your feet up and enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of Hannah's Happy Hour on freshair.radio. I'm joined once again by special guest, well not so special anymore, you've kind of been relegated to just normal guest I guess Tamsin hair um I think I'm still special <laughs> thanks I think I'm pretty special my mum said um, that so <laughs> well I mean different kind of special I'd say but <laughs> thank you for having me glad to be back once more once more I mean it really wouldn't be a show without you now at this point I would just be blabbing on the airwaves yeah I I don't think that I would be able to talk on my own and it was brave of you to try Feedback from this is that you massively outshine me. <laughs> Who said that? Me. Well, <laughs> yeah, you. No, no one's explicitly said it, but you know, reading, reading between the lines. But that's okay. It's like I was watching um, uh, what's it called? A uh, hy- hypothetical. And oh yeah. I was like, damn! I hope Josh Widdicom feels okay in himself that he's just like destroyed every single episode by James A. Caster's incredible presence. So you think that you're the Josh Widdicombe and I'm the James A. Caster? Um, yeah, I do, but it's my cross to bear and that's how I feel. Um, <laughs> I would disagree with you, Hannah. Um, I'm not but, fishing. But thank you. I'm, I'm merely stating facts. No, I, I disagree. I think we're more like, um, mm, mm, you know, there's no one like us. There's no one like us. That's that is actually. The but conclusion. my mind immediately, when I was thinking, went to examples of like Muppets. I was going to say, like one of the Muppet pairings, and I don't know why I went there, but I think that says a lot about us. You talk about the Muppets way too much for someone who's never seen an episode of the Muppets. <laughs> I've, I've seen the Christmas Carol, and that's enough for me. <laughs> Famously, all you've seen is Christmas Carol, and yet. But I think that speaks to the film because the. I know so much about them from that film. Yeah, no, truly. And it really truly. left an impression. I watched that film, like, feeling like, oh, there, there's those iconic characters, even though I'd never seen any of it before, and, I, and that is just truly, like, Yeah, it's like going into a Marvel movie or something and having never seen another one. Yeah, well, that's actually funny you say that, because I watched Thor Ragnarok with Kat, my flatmate, last night, so and good. she'd never seen them, and I had to... I didn't I didn't consider myself like a Marvel like particular fan yeah. but I was like explaining all the little little reference <laughs> jokes to the rest of the series it's it's um, actually it's very funny that you say that because I recently and this is highly embarrassing because mm-hmm. I, I was a Marvel fan as a teenager mm-hmm. and again mm-hmm. that is embarrassing but I I just rewatched all of the films in chronological order rather than <laughs> in the order they came out um just to fill up you know my time my time um and it, death. Yeah, I really went on the the whole journey then. I watched one every night and it was great. So what is the first one? The first one in chronological order is Captain America. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's like in like the, the 40s the or something. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever that war was. <laughs> I'm too pretty to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then And then what? Mm, do I remember that? Um, I think then it might be Captain Marvel because that's set in the nineties. Hmm. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe that Instead is right. Confidence, I'll believe it. There's too many for me to remember, but I'm yeah. not sure of them. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds like a fun thing. It was do. a little project. Yeah, would recommend. Um, we should we let's let's dive into the show a bit here. Oh yeah. We've got a show. Um, we've got a show. We've got a show. We've got a big show. We have content coming out of our eyeballs. <laughs> um, we have songs. We have... Uh, I have a, a quiz that we will do if we get round to it. Oh, my God. Um, however, we have a... Probably the majority of this show will be dedicated to something that, I mean, is very much we... Of the moment, well, I mean... I'm well, maybe a bit around. a bit past the moment even. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's off the moment uh, in my eyes because I famously am about three months behind. Yeah, else. and I thought I was late, but maybe I was bang on time with it. 
yeah or maybe I don't know maybe we needed to take this long so that we could actually you know really consume and breathe consume it and experience it with the full mm-hmm. with the full understanding of the context well, and stop, its impact let's stop teasing everyone right <laughs> now we're gonna do a big 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 discussion about Taylor Swift's two new albums Evermore and Folklore and mm. I mean just really get down into it everything yeah, to do with it into the, the impact the best songs what we think about it compared to her other albums I'm excited. What we think about the shift in in what this might mean for music as a whole, pop music as a whole, which is very um, exciting. Yes, we've also got in touch with some of our friends who uh, will also be will be will be feeding in their thoughts throughout. They've sent in some yes, some thoughts. all varying fa- fans of Taylor Swift to yeah. different degrees. Yeah, yeah. So should we should we start by? saying our, our experience and history with Taylor Swift and our yes. feelings generally about her. Yeah, because I think it's very important to reflect on our positionality as reviewers. Yeah. Um and to really do that, you've got to understand the entire context uh in which we consumed these two albums. So I'll go first. Um I have been a hard, hard, hard Taylor indifferenter, I would mm-hmm. say, for most of my life. I liked the odd song here and there uh judged her throughout my teenage years as most people did yeah um but secretly enjoyed the odd song <laughs> and uh the 19 what was it 1980 1989 1989 album i joined in all the fun of being like this is great really enjoyed many of the songs in fact i think i enjoyed the whole album as an album mm-hmm and then her other next next album was two albums. Next two albums after that, well, there was Lover. Maybe it's three. Is there another one? Reputation. Reputation. Yes, yeah, very me. much. Indifferent to. Didn't think it was me. Enjoyed the odd song. But yeah. judge, judge, judge. Then her uh, film came out, and the judgment hit pretty astronomical levels. Oh, um, really? It, it didn't. You didn't sympathize. You you judged I, harder. I judged harder, I have to say. Interesting. Um, have I gone back on that a little bit? Yes. <gasps> wow. Um, anyway, so that's me. What about you? Okay, well, great to hear, Hannah, and a very interesting perspective. <laughs> I think that I'm in many ways have a similar history. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any um, relationship with her, like, early albums at all um, no. until 1989, which I was very briefly obsessed with I think for like Mm. maybe a month or two Mm -hmm. um what it was particularly I'll say is I remember watching the music video for Blank Space yeah and realizing how like self-aware it was and how clever that was Mm. and being like this is wow this is amazing um and then I went down that little rabbit hole Mm -hmm. um and then I had no interest in her following two albums. In fact, I thought they were terrible um, mm. <laughs> from what I've heard. And I mm. haven't really listened to them, to be honest. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was not a fan at all, especially Reputation. I remember that actually both of the albums, the songs that she came out with, like the singles, mm. I thought were absolutely atrocious. And I still do. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I do think that. Um, yeah. <laughs> because here's what I think. Wait, yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself. Ooh. Oh yeah, I mean, no, yeah. you can bring in some, bring yeah. in some. I'll just, I'll bring, I'll bring in. I think this is relevant to my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is that I think in blank space when she did that sort of self commentary on what the public thought of her. Yeah, we were all like, oh, that was great, and yeah. then maybe she was like, oh, this is like, this is good, and it worked, and then this is a whole next album she tried to do that. Um, yes, and I think that was a mistake. Yeah, and then yeah. Mm. Anyway, in. I remember seeing on Instagram when she announced Folklore coming out, I looked at mm. their album cover and I could tell that I was going to like it. I you was like, this is going to be good and I'm going to yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. Um, and I did. I loved it deeply. And I I really love Folklore and I like Evermore, but maybe not quite as much. Interesting. Interesting. And yeah. Generally, Taylor, I think I respect her as an artist. And I think that maybe she's in a good place now, but I think she's just thought too much about it all. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're so right there. I think like 
um many of her moves you can tell come from like so many calculations and like over and analyzes yeah things that just didn't need that much analysis in the first place much like however i would say the subject of many of her songs which is her overanalyzing relationships yeah that's true she's clearly, she's clearly a deep thinker yeah and oh isn't there a lyric in folklore where she says um oh what did she say oh i think it's a mirable hang on mm-hmm. i've got to find it right now because it's very prescient this i think she says something like okay. um I've never been one to. Oh, this is embarrassing. Hang on. Well, the, whilst you look for that lyric, um, yeah. I am. I'm wanting to know first of all, just straight. I mean, I know what your answer is, but I want to know what you think of this direction change in her music. First, wait, hold on. But even before that, for yeah. anyone who's just not aware, I'm just gonna like lay out some stuff. Basically, Taylor Swift has been. She exploded onto the scene in the early 2000s as a folk country artist. So she was very much within that category. She raced to the top of those very specific and niche genre boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, with you know, her very earliest songs, like Love Story, was really, really big in that category. And then she I kind of basically it. broke into the mainstream. Once she broke into the mainstream, her music took a pretty massive direction change where she just basically went pop, 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 package pop, really popped, popified it. For, for a couple albums there first album i think that went pop people were like yeah i mean you know young girls love it the the 1989 was a very like self-aware and like confident pop album which is why people loved it because they were like this is you know this is like a real like this is good pop yeah it was exactly it was good pop it was just really good pop and then i think she almost took it too too far in its natural kind of She's just, she was just, she was just pop from then on, but in a way that was like, maybe not. Well, I think if I may butt in, first yeah, of all, let me just say the lyric was, um, I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think that pop sort of took a direction towards hip hop in general. Like that's where the mm-hmm. culture went. And she, and in her film that she made talks about how it's very difficult to keep up and keep relevant. Mm-hmm. And I think she was trying to do that, but it just is not a good look on her is like, the hip-hop there's literally nothing naturally hip-hop about her yeah it just doesn't work at all that's 100 percent where it yeah i completely agree i feel like she was entering a territory that didn't feel authentically herself and her music and it just felt wrong and she was too easily kind of mockable for it because it just yeah it felt yeah. like um she was trying on a skin that wasn't her own it was it's like <laughs> I have to bring up A Star Is Born every week for some reason, but it's like <laughs> Lady Gaga's arc in A Star Is Born. It really is. It um, really is. Whatever her character's name is, where she goes. Or like that yeah. episode of Black Mirror a bit. Um, yeah. With Miley Cyrus. Wait, what episode? Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think 100% that was where where things kind of went wrong. And then, boom, 2020, whilst the rest of the music world struggles with creative block and is like, you know, just taking a massive break from music taylor somehow seems to find her spark and rediscover her core kind of folky country-esqueness and just drops a folk album like like folk to the core like stripped yeah. back acoustic indie indie like yeah just and 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 it it felt like so much who she is and what she originally went into music for, it reveals the fact that she is a very talented music writer. I mean, she just literally churned this out. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then, can't stop just writing. whilst, just what, yeah, just whilst we're all still reeling from this, she drops a second album. Same type of genre, whole yeah. other body of songs. And I think somewhere it said like this wasn't a sort of all the songs that should have gone on the first album, but this is a whole other album in its own right. Yeah. Which yeah. Um. And. Do- Rumor is she'll drop a third. My God, my God! Of course, again, I think doesn't sense. it say something? Doesn't it say something about the fact that she's been able to escape for a year from the constraints of the music industry because she's physically not in that space? Yeah, you know. And then that's when suddenly she's able to start writing again and just like her whole yeah. And I think, I think maybe she, I think the reputation again haven't really listened to it, but. <laughs> 
Like was <laughs> made like largely based on this beef with Kanye and how everyone like cancelled her. Yeah. Just her sort of anger at that. Which yeah. like I would love to see a really good angry record from her. I think that'd be interesting, but that just wasn't yeah. it. Um yeah. but then yeah, it sort of felt like like this was all like a big exhale and like a return to form of like her original roots of yeah. just good songwriting. Yeah. Yeah. And also like I think that she worked with really good people here. Um yes. from uh the national and whatever his name, Jack Antonoff, Oliver. who Yeah, Boney Bear, yeah. Oh, King. Um yeah. yeah. Jack Antonoff, like I wanna not like him, but he has been a part of like so many really good albums that I love, especially really? Wait, why do you want to I don't know, I just I feel like he's he's in too much. <laughs> and I feel like he's too poppy but like again I, I love <laughs> so much of what yeah. he does so yeah and I mean you know I feel like just because of some of the feedback from some people that we message like I feel like there is a sort of we have to just dis- disclaimer like obviously we know these aren't like like amazing albums like if you're looking at music as like you're being a critic of music you're like no this is like kind of simplistic like pop kind of just good simple hooks but it doesn't matter because that's not what we're talking about we're talking about a major 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 musician in pop like the music that that people want to consume that millions and millions of girls especially like want to consume going down a different route and kind of therefore actually directing kind of where music might be going yeah it's very yeah and yeah it's like it is like is it as though taylor i'm on first name basis taylor um (laughs) like listen to Boney Bears like um to Emma or like to the Nationals album and was like hmm, mm. maybe I can try that like and it worked yeah but then the idea that essentially like the biggest pop album of 2020 is like a national album is yeah it's crazy yeah and obviously all of this album these two albums are like done entirely through the lens of pop like yeah yes yes um, like even the, the most indie-ish ones have like that sort of pop sound. There, there's still the structure of a pop song just yes, played with exactly. instrument. Because she, she is naturally, I think she just naturally writes such perfect pop music. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's just like how her brain works, which again yeah. isn't a bad thing. I think one of the biggest growths I've had over my, and I'm sure like everyone else has this as well, mm. is like learning that pop isn't like bad. It's Yeah, yeah. When or like things that things that are, are consumed like for the mainstream that doesn't mean that you in any way have to be like or have to not engage with that or, or... yeah exactly and um, especially things that are made for teenage teenagers like this isn't like Taylor Swift makes music for teenagers because she perfectly like I think actually I think this was something that was mentioned in Last Culturistas which I always remember um of saying that Taylor Swift is is one of those people that can write lyrics that you want to like scream in your room when you're crying like gives voice to like very sort of uh yeah and I think it maybe is that thing of um you know apparently when people like get famous they sort of freeze their brain at the age they got famous so like she kind of is in a way like a like a teenager like over analyzing every little thing and yeah but again like I think this is a very mature album yes no, I think so too. Yeah, I mean, you can tell she's got like, you know, adult thoughts in there. Also, I was going to say like, she makes lyrics that are designed to be, you understand them, that you you can relate to them. She doesn't make lyrics that are like, you know, elusive or like intentionally vague so that they sound clever. Like she makes lyrics that are supposed to be accessible. Yeah. Although I, I do think some of the lyrics here, like some, she has some little turns of phrase that are just absolutely mm. genius. Yeah, no, like, I agree often that I think verges on cringy which is where I struggle with the albums because yes. I think there are a lot of bits that I'm like oh god oh. yeah Maybe yeah I could have rewritten that one but um, yeah yeah some of the lyrics are um just absolutely genius and like very beautiful I yeah. think <laughs> um let's play a song yeah in fact shall we play a Taylor Swift song I think we must and then I want to I want to go kind of more into the songs and hear what your favorite ones from each album are. Please. Um, so let's play a song. I've decided to I've decided to do uh, my favorite song from Evermore. Okay. 
um which is I didn't want to just like I mean I, I have the songs that I really like but I just decided that the one that I just genuinely I just like the most and mm-hmm. I have liked the most is going to be the one so it's Willow opening song opening track okay so this is Willow by Taylor Swift That was Willow by Taylor Swift, the first track off Evermore. Um, And that fits perfectly into our conversation because we're about to go into a little breakdown of the songs of these two albums. Which ones are our favourites? Which ones are not our favourites? I nearly called you Taylor. (laughs) Taylor, would you like to go first? We are both blonde. Um, Okay. I have done a full rundown ranking of my favourite lyric songs from each. No, perfect. Do that because so have yeah. I. Yeah. Oh, great. So, should we both do folklore first and then move on after? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did this on one of those websites where it, you like pit them against each other and then it ranks it for you based on that. So, oh, that's clever. It was sort of interesting because it might not be what I thought, but when I think about it, it is the truth. Here we <laughs> go. Yeah. Okay. Folklore. My number one song, The mm-hmm. Lakes. What? 
is that from the extended edition uh yeah <sighs> oh Hannah. i decided i decided to drop off the extended editions because they was just getting on too long oh see i truly believe that the lakes is the best song on the album and wow listen to this is such one. a this is this is wow oh it makes me like cry and that's hard because i never cry <sighs> but i have cried to this song i think it's so beautiful wow okay oh my gosh well i'm Wait. gonna have to i did not include this on my list um let me just so your number one is not even on my list <laughs> that's wow and that's that's why we need both of us here yeah. yeah i think that the lakes it's like it perfectly encapsulates what the album is about which is like running away from all the conflict and the drama and just like living in the lake district with her boyfriend uh mm. what's his name joe Alwyn. um mm. And it's beautiful. And I've also been to the Lake District, so I get it. Oh. What, is it actually about the Lake District in the UK? Yeah, that's where he's from, and they, like, go there. Oh. Um, anyway, nice. my number two is Invisible String. Yeah. Which, like, duh. Mm-hmm. It's just got the most beautiful guitar, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guitar is incredible. Number three, Exile. Yeah. Featuring Brady Bear. Yeah, yeah. Number four, Seven. Yeah. Which... It's just like a Sufjan Stevens song, basically. Yes. Or I thought Lana vibes. <laughs> yeah. And wait, I want to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> um, number five, My Tears Ricochet. Yes. 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 Okay. And then we've got Mirable. Mm-hmm. The Last Great American Dynasty. Dynasty? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Illicit Affairs. Mm-hmm. August. Betty. Yeah. Mad yeah. Woman. Yeah. Cardigan. Yeah. And then like Cardigan the, quite low. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Cardigan. Mm-hmm. And then the last five I don't really care that much about. Yeah, but yeah. mine is my list is very much of the same. Yeah, peace car uh this is me trying the one Epiphany and Hopes. They're all like I don't really care about them at all. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Okay. We have similar lists but some some crucial differences. Okay, I'm interested. Um I'm gonna I've written a little comment next to each song to kind of remind myself why I love it. Okay. So um I'll read out the comments along with it. So my number one, which I like that this is my number one, but it remains my number one, is the first song I ever heard off the album because you added it to a playlist. We um, do. For we me. Make, for the listeners, we do make playlists for each other sometimes, and that's <laughs> cute of us. Yeah, it is cute. <laughs> um, so my number one song is Exile. Very and I said, so haunting, so beautiful, Bon Iver is perfection. Uh, my second song is My Tears Ricochet. Mm-hmm uh lord vibes i said i said i love this song melody slaps yeah and lord vibes jack antonoff produced both lord's album oh, um curious. yeah i think the lyrics on that one are so beautiful my yes ricochet. yes um cardigan is number three so i was surprised that yours was so low interesting wait i, put I want the, to mel- say, the yeah. melody is chef's kiss edgy shocks fans lana vibes <laughs> it, everyone says that that one has Lana vibes um, which I don't necessarily hear for some reason I will say I didn't like Cardigan but I really like there's a remix of it that I really like um, mm-hmm. and I've done like a playlist of my favourite songs from each album that I've mm-hmm. listened to yeah the mm-hmm. cabin in candlelight version of Cardigan I would mm. recommend more. Okay, well, you're going to have to send this to me because I've been listening to your Folkmore playlist. Yeah, but... that's the version on it. Oh, uh, well, maybe I missed that one then. Um, okay, and then I'll just really rush through these. So number four is Mirable. I said this is psychedelic, pure vibes, pure, pure, pure vibes. <laughs> Five is seven. This is also Lana vibes and it just has the perfect formula, shows her voice. Yeah. Number six is the one. The pop one is catchy and fab. Yeah, it is much more poppy, isn't it? Yeah. Number seven is Invisible String. This is so good, and the guitar slaps, slaps, slaps. Number eight is Betty, only highly scoring for lesbianism. Song itself (laughs) is meh, but also harmonica. Uh, Number nine, This Is Me Trying. Feels like this one will be good when I know all the lyrics. Really builds. Um, Ten, Mad Woman. Perfect one for screaming and female rage. Could have had more exciting melody for the quality of the lyrics. True. Uh, 11 is the last great American dynasty. Cool storytelling passes too much up on the melody. Fair. Uh, 12 is hoax. Nice piano one to end it off. Bit bland, maybe. 
13 is August, still a good one, maybe a little bland. 14 is Epiphany, vibey filler song, not particularly exciting. 15 is Illicit Affairs, not much going on, but lyrics are good, question mark. Mercurial, hi! <laughs> 16 is Peace, not much going on, still vibes. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree with a lot of that. I think it's it's interesting. Um, Wait, which one did you have near your top that I have at my bottom? Cardigan. <clears throat> is the one? The one was six. It went Exile, My Tears, Ricochet, Cardigan, Mirable, Seven, and The One. Oh, okay. Because that's, like, down at the very bottom of my list. And the reason What's the is... One? Yeah. I think it's catchy. But mm. I find the lyrics so cringy. <sighs> because it starts off, it says, I'm doing good, I'm on some new S word. Yeah, yeah. And I I literally can't deal with that. I think it's so <laughs> I mean, you know, I totally get what you mean. I completely I, get what you mean. Yeah. I feel like... I think- she should um steer clear of lyrics that are like too um sort of modern almost yeah i know <laughs> i know i know i agree um yeah it's like it's like all the worst things about reputation kind of sneaking back in there yes i just want her to like imagine she is in like i don't know the the 50s or something <laughs> in a yeah. cabin in the middle of nowhere <laughs> yeah cuz that's truly who she is to, to, to Thing. all right should we move on to where for more because i feel like we really got to power through these a little bit yeah okay um do you okay. want to do a list i will okay number one cowboy mm-hmm. like me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think it's a grower not a shower it's yes so beautiful i think yes um yeah i oh, it's so good and i listen to that one all the time it's like, yeah just stunning number yeah. two willow yeah um and i am a fan of the oh, the Lonely Witch version rather than the original version. Interesting. It's maybe just, I'll, maybe. Yeah, it's just the instrumentation that's different, but I think it's better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, number three, Nobody, No Crime. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. Number five, Tolerate It. Yeah. Number six, Ivy. Yes. Seven, Champagne Problems. Yeah. Eight, Happiness. Yeah. Nine, long story short. Yeah. Um, ten, Coney Island. Eleven, right where you left me, which is one of the bonus tracks. Oh yeah. Um, twelve, Dorothea. Thirteen, tis the damn season. Season. Mm-hmm. Fourteen, closure. Fifteen, evermore. Sorry, Bodie Bear. Um, mm-hmm. Sixteen, Marjorie, and seventeen, it's time to go, which is the other bonus track. Interesting. Yeah, we have very, very similar lists. Oh yeah, hit me. Oh yeah, I put I accidentally put Marjorie on here, but whatever. <laughs> Inconsistently putting songs <laughs> on. Okay, so our top two are the same, but opposite way around. But you know, both up there. Yeah. Number one is Willow, just an absolute perfect opener. Number two is Cowboy Like Me, and I put so beautiful. The melody is incredible. Love the guitar also. Yeah. And you know what? I reckon with time, Cowboy Like Me will last longer than Willow, so they'll probably turn around. I agree. And you know what? I don't know if you've seen the music video for Willow. It really turned me off to the song for some reason. Oh, really? Oh, no, I hate it when a music video does that. It, it's, it was, like, too magical and kitschy. Mm. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, I hate it when, it like, a song just, like, has more meaning in your head than they make it. Exactly. Movie. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I had that with um the song Kim's Caravan by Courtney Barnett. I thought the music video was... I just like didn't do the song any justice at all. It's always a shame. It's a shame. So number three is nobody, no crime. Obviously, uh, it is a, yeah. just a bop, and the world knows. Um, <laughs> number four is champagne problems. Great hook, new classic. I think it's just a, it's a classic. Okay, already. yeah. Number five is long story short, just really catchy, cool chorus. Uh, six is Coney Island, love, love the national. Seven is Gold Rush, good hook. Eight, tolerate it, beautiful slow chorus, hits me hard, great lyrics. Nine is Evermore, perfect album title, referencing song, Love Bon Iver. Number 10 is Ivy, good one, I like this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11, Dorothea, feels like an arms round sing-along song, like a car journey song. Uh, 12 is Happiness, should be annoying, but actually I like it. Also Gatsby reference. Oh yeah. 13 is Tis the Damn Season, good, maybe a little annoying. <laughs> 14 is Marjorie, lyrics are a little corny. And 15 is Closure, I find this one really annoying. <laughs> yeah wait hang on is that yeah that's it right yeah i just the way she says closure really annoys me closure um (laughs) yeah so okay i think that my thing with evermore 
mm. is that a lot of these songs, namely, I'll say, um, Happiness, um, Sort of Tolerate It, Dorothea, Closure, Long Story Short, like a lot of them have like, I'll get the sort of chorus in my head. Yeah. Just that like, I think they have a good little like hooky phrase. Yeah. But I think they're more lacking as like complete yeah. songs than yeah. most of the songs in um, folklore, like production yeah. wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I wouldn't I be compelled to listen to them as much. No, like they'll get old very quickly. Yes. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, wow. We really, we're really on the same vibe here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you, you have a correct list. <laughs> um well I th- I very much feel like these lists could everything could change around with just like how many times I listen because that's the thing about pop and as we've said like this is pop but with a different different spin spin the certain songs just get old too quickly and they, they like you can really appreciate a song for the first like five listens and yeah and still think it's a really good song but unfortunately just due to the fact that they have to make be this way to be like catchy is that they get annoying very quickly yeah um yeah and I think yeah especially as we were saying like a lot of her lyrics I think are quite anachronistic Mm. like I think mad women is great but also I think it's so referential to her like story and like we know exactly Mm. what she's talking Mm. about that I think it will expire unfortunately Mm. I think that it could easily be a great song with like um more longevity but unfortunately I don't think it is interesting interesting I think you know I think you've got a point there um there was one you know it, cowboy like me that what I love about that one it also sounds like it should be bad oh like yeah. it it sounds like it should be one where it just has like a chorusy hook and yeah. like, a, like an easy hook but it's just a bit annoying but every single bit of that song is like is just so good like every way it changes every bit it goes into in that song it's I'm yeah like, it's oh, just like it. so gorgeous and like oh oh it's beautiful yeah Which I highly recommend to the listeners well you know what maybe I'll play cowboy like me, me rather than uh the other song I was going to play because I mean I just feel like we can't tease it like this and then not play it you're so right so let's play a song let's play this is cowboy like me both of our so yeah both of our top two songs from evermore and the tennis court was covered up with some tent-like thing and you asked me to dance but i said dancing is a dangerous game oh i thought this is gonna be one of those
That was Cowboy Like Me by Taylor Swift. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like, is there more things we want to say? Oh, wait, I have one brief point that I realize I haven't brought up. Yeah. Very brief. Mm-hmm. I think that you can categorize all of her songs into like either sort of fictional storytelling or storytelling her own life. Mm-hmm. And I think that the best songs maybe are where she crosses those over mm. that makes sense. like I don't yeah. like it when she gets too into her own issues and not yes. her own issues her own like public perception yeah um yeah. and her beefs which I'm like I no I agree because it's kind of cliche to then put that to music because everyone knows that it's like this sort of yeah but then yeah she, the other thing she does is like completely make up a story yeah um but then I think when she makes up a story but Again, it's like Last Great American Dynasty, which we both like yeah. are fairly neutral on, and most people consider it the best song on the album. Right, yeah. But it well, like it's... perfectly sort of um shows how she like crosses over between like that fictionality and her herself. Yeah, because I... it's so it's like something else and then and then it brings she brings herself in at the end and says, Yeah. It was me that moved I... in. Exactly. And I think that's an allegory almost for like what we do as listeners with music. Yeah. Uh, maybe Ooh, not intentionally. Ooh, I love like, that. I love that. I think you're so right there because I think, like with songs, it's like, you know when someone you know releases music and you're like, I think this is so good, but because I know you, it's, I know what you're singing about. It's kind of like, I can't fully engage in the world of the song. I can't can't project a fantasy onto it in the way I can with. Exactly, exactly. So the songs that are too much about her life that we all know about because we see it in the public, like it's embarrassing to think that a song might be about a certain person because they're so human, they're so normal that you're like, this isn't this fantastical person that like I want to be able to conjure up in my head. Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, I think think you've got a real, you're on something there. Thank you. Should we let's play some um, other people's thoughts because we've talked about our own thoughts, okay? But yes, they're not actually fact, <laughs> and other people have other opinions, uh, whether we want them to or not. So and feelings it, don't care about my facts. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yes, here's some other thoughts uh, from some of our friends about what they thought about Taylor Swift's two new albums. Enjoy. Um, well, firstly, as like a decade-long fan of Taylor Swift, I'm really glad that people have stopped worrying about whether she's cool enough to listen to as an artist. Um, and yeah, so secondly, the, the albums, Folklore, I think, is an amazing album. Um, very iconic, great narratives and storylines. And Evermore is you know, very poetic, a nice extension of folklore, maybe not as cohesive as an album, but I think it's still a nice album. Um, and yeah, I think it's just nice to see that she's like moved away from kind of the pop commercial, you know, style of music, and she's going towards more kind of what she used to do with country and experimenting with more kind of alternative, like genres of music, I guess, in some of her songs. Um, yeah, but so my favorite songs on the albums. Um, so folklore, it would be Seven, Last Great American Dynasty, Mirabal, and The Lakes, um, and Evermore, probably Champagne Problems, Marjorie, and Evermore. Hello. So basically, my experience with Taylor Swift is that I know that everyone loves her, and I've always loved her, like lots of her pop stuff, um, that are like on the charts you know when you're growing up and stuff but I've always like not wanted to like her because she was so popular and I hated that about myself basically the new album came out and that was like the final straw of me being like when Folklore came out I was like she's a great artist and like she deserves recognition and I think the album is beautiful it just gives like sensitive feelings that we all needed in lockdown I feel like hit at a great time I really like Invisible Strings because it's just really sweet sentiment and but a lot of the other ones are really strong and then Evermore like I don't know added another edge it's a bit more of a slow burner album but it definitely added some more like tracks and thoughts and it's a whole feeling and a whole warmth of those two albums um, and yeah it was the final straw of anyone not liking her being like no she's she's good um, yeah number one do I have an opinion oh my god incredible opinions Number two, uh, Folklore is much, much better than Evermore. Illicit Affairs is one of the best songs I've ever heard. Thought Evermore was a little bit samey. Um, she could have stopped writing, to be honest. Maybe made Folklore a bit longer and just taken the best ones from Evermore. Um, but no, Folklore was an incredible album. And I will be buying the Taylor Swift cardigan cardigan on her merch store. That is all. Those were some thoughts from some of our friends about uh, Folklore and Evermore by Taylor Swift. Thank um, you to them for their opinions. Thank, thank you for sharing your opinions. Uh, very clever and interesting insights from all of you. Um, and I mean, we weren't able to like play them for us here, so we can't respond to them, but <laughs> we listened and we, we appreciated. And, and they informed our own analysis when we were talking earlier. We did learn. Um, <laughs> Do, should we should we do like final thoughts any little just Closing summary up. yeah um just Close just it. just uh uh well i i i'm i like the fact that i think it's not just taylor swift that is going towards these sort of um stripping back folky thing i think the world is moving towards this kind of i hate to use the word but cottagecore interest in in uh, <laughs> non-material non um yeah, non-material interests. People want to get back to nature. People want to strip back. People want to get in touch with natural and uh, other things. I think I think this is just one uh, symptom of a growing interest away from packaged pop, packaged consumable things, material things, fakeness, all of that. I think I think it and and I think a lot of it has also falls in line with the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I'd be very interested in a few years how we look back on this and whether all the music that we love this year will be, like, so intrinsically tied to the pandemic. Um, yes, yeah. I think that'll truly be, like, a test of how good the music is, is how much it lasts outside of that. Yeah. But like, not just for Taylor Swift, but for, like, everyone else who's had big albums this year. But no, yeah, I agree. I, would I agree. Just, I would encourage people, if they haven't listened, to go in with an open mind. Yes. Um. And to, yeah, just I, ju I think there's a lot. It's very interesting how much discourse there is around this album and how much mm. is in everyone's own head there is about the album. <laughs> like, yeah, everything yeah. is so complex, and I think that's really interesting. But I think a yeah. lot of the music just speaks for itself, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. 
but also it was just like I wanted to listen to these albums and like them because I was seeing so much stuff uh about I mean on TikTok and stuff of people like being in their cars listening to these songs being on their own and like really really these songs helping them out in this time so I was like damn I want a bit of that yeah I want a bit of that joy I think that like in my not to be too like I'm in deep but like in my like out my like Spotify wrapped next year Mm -hmm. like it'll be like Phoebe Bridges perfume genius like yeah and like Taylor Swift like which I never ever foresee yeah no yeah it just speaks to like good good art and good craftsmanship yeah yeah no I love it I love it um I think I think we tied bow on that one do we stand (laughs) honey we stand I'm I, I don't know that I can fully stand her like I'm very interested in where she'll go now but um yes yeah I stand this this era yeah yeah I agree. I agree. I think that's a nice way of putting it. Um, also, I, I love a, red- a redemption. Like, I love, like, to like someone who I previously... Yes. And the collective sort of realisation that, like, a lot of... Although I think she has played on this a bit too much, but on a lot of what we all thought of her was just coming from, like, essentially misogyny. Yeah, no, We've I... Exactly. Many, many a time. But I yeah. do think also she maybe thinks too much about that and not enough maybe about her own shortcomings as an artist yeah no I agree because I feel like that is a it's definitely a lens that I use when like thinking about this but also at the same time I I can't quite place this as like an example of that like internalized misogyny quite because yeah there's there's other there's other things where I've I've done that for where I've been like no this is genuinely really really good and the world can't see it because the world won't accept like something made for women and this is kind of a bit of that but not quite because it's just not quite good enough <laughs> and that's okay yeah. I no, I agree I agree completely but something that everyone loves that people love you can't ignore that you can't just say like oh they're all wrong like people universally love these albums yes you know, um, as they loved Taylor's before and you gotta yeah and we, we you gotta take that seriously we have to pay attention <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly anyway right we're done let's so let's play let's play one more song and then we're going to go into my second part of um no we're not going to play one more song because i'm worried we're not gonna have enough time okay we're gonna play we're gonna do um my quiz i'm excited okay so i made this quiz last year um oh, wow. it's really just coming around um i'm quite proud of it i when i came back to i hadn't actually put the answers it's a true or false thing okay I'll just right. I'll just explain what it is. So this is a Netflix original series quiz, oh my where God. I'm going to give you a Netflix original series and its description, and you have to tell me whether it's real or made up. So whether I whether I made it up or whether it's really this real is thing. fantastic. And let me just say, I didn't put true or false on it. I had to look up which ones were <laughs> real and which ones were fake because I couldn't remember. Oh, I think I'm going to be really bad at this because I don't watch any of those shows. No, but it's not about you recognising. It's about you it's about... kind of considering whether this might okay. be a show or not. I'm excited. Like, I really went to the back end of Netflix to try and find things <laughs> that were. Okay, right. This is called Stefan's Dom. Hired to do renovation on St. Stephen's Cathedral in Vienna, down on his luck, Stefan Kirk discovers a secret from Austria's Habsburg history that threatens the future of the city. Okay. First of all, I will watch that. Um, <laughs> I think it's real based on the fact that I think Stefan Kirk is such a specific name that I don't know that you would have thought of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's false. It's it's <laughs> not real. <laughs> Well, I'm sold. You should pitch it to them. Yeah, thank you. Okay, number two. This is called LA Rocks. Okay. After his girlfriend's sudden death, Wisconsin lawyer Aaron Sadowski moves to California to start a new life, befriending ex-rocker Steve Cameron. With the annual LA Rocks Fest on the horizon, can the two escape authorities and start a rock band? That is so... I It could go either way, truly. Um... LA rocks. I'm going to say false. It seems too on the nose. Correct. It is false. <laughs> Again, though, sounds real. Um, okay. 
Number three. Fed up with being single on holidays, two strangers agree to be each other's platonic plus ones all year long, only to catch real feelings along the way. Oh, and it's called Holidates. Oh, well, I've watched that, so I know it's... <laughs> okay, well, then that's a good one. Um, yes, it is true. Imagine if I said it was false. Starring Emma Roberts. Mm. Yeah, I just... Oh, I love Emma Roberts. Um, okay, number four. In 2008, a fight over land in a seaside town near Rome spirals into a deadly battle between organised crime, corrupt politicians and the Vatican. And it's called Sabura, Blood on Rome. Oh, that sounds interesting. I think it's false because that sounds like very you. I think you might have <laughs> just like had a dream about that or something. <laughs> um, I like that you think that's very me. No, it's true. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Um, okay. In 1900 Munich, ambitious brewer Kurt Prank uses brutal tactics on his quest to build a beer hall that will dominate the city's lucrative Oktoberfest. And it's called Oktoberfest Beer and Blood. <laughs> I want that to be real so badly, but I, that has to be false. What was the name you just said? Kurt Prank. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. Yeah, that's false. <laughs> say Kirk Prank. I don't know why <laughs> I don't know why I called him Kirk Prank. That's genius. I don't know why. Anyway, maybe it was a typo. Whatever. That's so yeah, funny. Unfortunately for you, that one is false. <laughs> okay. Twenty years after graduation, a tight knit group of college friends reconnect and discover that love hasn't gotten easier with age. And it's called Friends from College. Um uh watch that. Um, it's got Keegan Michael Key in it and Billy Eichner. Damn, so, so real. So true. And it wasn't good. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, set against the backdrop of the California Gold Rush, an Oklahoman cowboy teams up with a disgraced preacher to find his sister and reunite his family. It's called Sand of Gods. Um, that's not real because you just created that based on the Taylor Swift albums we've just talked about. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's false. <laughs> Again, though, would watch it. A, a Gold Rush show, please. I know, I should be pitching these. Yeah. Okay. Fresh out of military academy, Tanya Waits returns to her hometown of Canton, Ohio. Her friends don't recognise her, her boyfriend's getting married, and an ugly secret is about to bring her world crashing down. And it's Ooh. called Major Trouble. Major Trouble. Hmm. I'm going to say true. False. Oh. <gasps> Oh, that was a tantalising description, though. I know. I would watch that one. Do you like? You shouldn't air these, so so you can (laughs) keep them. (laughs) Yeah, no one steal these. Major trouble. Oh no, but actually, that's already been taken because that's like private. But wait, what was that show that we called that we loved? The film we loved when we were younger. Oh, um, with the girl who goes to army camp. I always think it was called Private Valentine, or was it? I think it was called Major Something. Yeah. So I think I kind of stole that idea. But anyway. Okay. Number nine. Maternity leave is over and it's time for these four mums to return to work while navigating kids, bosses, love and life in modern day Toronto. And it's called Working Mums. Um, I'm going to say false, but I love the start. Maternity leave is over. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I've never heard Maternity of Maternity leave is over. <laughs> um, and the final one. Years after getting his girlfriend pregnant, washed up jock Vince meets his eccentric son Michael and learns about fatherhood one show tune at a time. And it's called Champions. I have to say false because I really think I would have watched it if it was real. <laughs> yeah, that's false. <laughs> God, I want it to be real. <laughs> oh. That was amazing, Hannah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for playing. I still to add to your LinkedIn. But I know. Um, yeah, maybe I really should send them send them to uh, Netflix. <laughs> They'll be like, "Wow, so what's you know what's the plan for each episode?" And I'll be like, "No, no, no. There's no, there's no plan. That doesn't matter." <laughs> I have written the tagline. It's up to you to figure out. Um, right, we have to go because I'm very worried we're not going to hit the hour mark. Um, but 
thank you very much. Uh, see you next week. And thanks for all your thoughts on folklore and evermore. And if anyone has any thoughts, they can, I mean, speak to me, message me about it. Don't don't speak to me about yeah. it. I don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they're positive things. Um, yeah. So lots of love, everyone. Hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you, Tamsin. Thank you.